When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hey, baby. <laughs> so sexual. A hello from Lara. Hiya. Hiya. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I did. That's my tummy. Oh, oh no. no. My tummy's oh, red. I was like, I did eat something for life. Are you hungry? I'm starving, babe. Mate, I'm starving. starving. I, had, I had a croissant an hour ago. It's just I know, not well, I saw enough. you shoveling it in. No. I didn't have any jam on it. It just it has to be heated in the it's oven. Unlubed. <laughs> It has to be lubed, yeah. Um, can you just tell everyone about this extravagant breakfast that you have? I may say extravagant, the French do it, but, um, you know, you live in fucking Very Portsmouth. <laughs> fucking Portsmouth. <laughs> What's happening at your house every morning? Uh, so our eldest child, Elliot, has croissants for breakfast. Yeah, but they're not just cold croissants. They have to be heated in the oven so they are warm for him to spread on butter and jam. And now, I think there's like a hierarchy with croissants, right? So are you going for the fresh out the bakery, as in like Tesco or Sainsbury's oh, no, Bakery? I won't be able to do that every day. Or are, you, get them. are you getting the ones that are like individually wrapped? Or they come oh. in like a bumper bag of eight. They of come in a bumper bag, yeah. All right, so that's lowered the tone a bit. It does lower the tone, but it's certainly not up there because I, I love my child, and yeah, I'm not driving to Costa Coffee every morning to get him a fucking Spending croissant. Three pounds ninety five on an almond croissant. <laughs> get fucked, mate. Yeah. But I have to say, <laughs> I have to say that um, I highly recommend, uh, being a connoisseur of the croissant myself, uh, that you do get the ones from Iceland, the frozen ones, because they puff up an absolute beaut. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, a little frozen one. I have had some of those. I've got them from Belgium. They were a bit shit, though. Mm. Those were a bit shit. Oh, no, the the Iceland ones are lovely. Go down the freezer aisle. They are normally around where, like, the frozen berries are, that kind of stuff. I've got trauma around Iceland. I think that's what it is. Oh, God, what happened? I just used to shop there when I was a student when I had absolutely no money whatsoever. And it just reminds me of those days. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had no money. <laughs> I find it so fascinating. I would have loved to have done uni life. What do you reckon? Oh, I didn't do uni life at all, though, because I had a boyfriend, a long-term boyfriend when oh. I went to uni. Oh, no, I mean the slag bag days. Where yeah, I oh, slag, been... slag bag days were after, were post-uni for me. I didn't yeah. hit, I, I entered slag bag territory <laughs> when I was 23. So I'd done uni. It was yeah, over. It was over. I had a 2-1 under my belt and then I got hungry for cock. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a degree in willy <laughs> maybe i should have done it sooner maybe that's where i went wrong i don't know i was in a very long-term relationship from like 18 to 23 that's okay we're, we're not judging you here oh, i feel like i wasted my time mate he's an absolute fucking dickhead that guy i can never remember which guy that was i don't think i've really talked about him it was a long time ago yeah but he was the one that kind of like gaslit you a little bit no yeah yeah he gaslit me big time 
The one you still talk to? No, I don't talk to him. Interesting thing about all of the names of my ex-boyfriends <laughs> is that they only ever have three letters in them. <laughs> oh, God, and Rob. <laughs> and what my mum had a pattern of, she's not very good at remembering people's names. She barely remembers her own children's names, of calling the current boyfriend by the ex-boyfriends. He's <laughs> <laughs> always just like, you know, three years behind basically oh yeah no I've done that uh, with my brother before uh, to my poor sister-in-law as well where I've I've gone and called her not so much more recently but she's been around a long time yeah. and there were times where I would go I would say and I'd be like I am I am so sorry I know <laughs> it's so not bad, your name it? I mean it's not your name my mum doesn't even realize she'll just keep saying it I'm amazed that she gets Rob's name right to be honest I do now I do constantly refer to Rob as Oliver or Edith it's my, I do. Well, really what did you What did you call him on your wedding day? Oh, Roger. <laughs> oh, Roger. Roger. Oh, yeah, I think I, Roger. For the last couple of weeks, I keep meaning to tell you this, and I keep fucking forgetting, and it pisses me off every time. So I'm gonna really like make a conscious effort to say this. Yeah. Every single time I wash, I wash my vagina. <laughs> yeah. I, I like where this is going. I think of you. Oh, thanks. Because I'm literally in amongst my lips and I'm like, she doesn't wash this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Has she ever felt inside here before? Does she know what it feels like? Of course I bloody do. You know I'm intimate with my bits. My bits. I just don't wash them that way. I find it so intriguing. Um, no, what I tend I to do don't is just sort of anymore. like, yeah, open the trap door and let the uh, shower water just, you know, trickle oh. over it. So do you, what do you do? You kind of like pull it out and then like lean backwards. A little bit, yeah. Oh, how interesting. That's and enough. Then when you, do, you, do you pat dry or do you rub dry? I'd go for, a pat. I'd go for dry. a pat. I'd go for a pat. There's a bit of air drying that goes on because I do tend to stay naked for a little while after uh, having a shower. Fair enough. Let just for lols, you know, just for lols. Well, I went yesterday and I had my entire body waxed. Did you? How was that? In- second, is this the second time now? Yeah. Yeah. Did it feel even, good? Even my lips. Oh, all of it off? No, no. Little landing strip. Well, I'm f- no, no, more than a landing strip. It's more like the Bermuda Triangle. I sure. think. Yeah, that's yeah. where I am. That's where I yeah. am. Um, nice. I'm verging on 80s bush, but, you know, bringing it down <laughs> a peg or two. So I unfortunately wore the most inappropriate knickers and she's a good friend of mine as well. So, I mean, she literally yanked my lip out of its pant. Yeah, that's my what my wax lady were. did when I had mine done. I was like, I'm so sorry you can see my lips. And then I had to lift both my legs up so that she could basically get around my arsehole. Yeah, I know. That's always the awkward bit, isn't it? It's like, can she you just curl up into a little ball? I know, but she it's was like, job in it. We always yeah, forget these well, things. I know, but you know when you're like, fucking hell, like I can't believe how awkward I felt about this yeah. all of my life. I even had my armpits waxed. Did you? Yeah. That hurts, that I imagine, didn't it? Mate, there wasn't any part of it that didn't fucking hurt. Yeah, I know. You're having hot wax poured onto you and ripped off, so. It was actually sugars, actually. It was sugar sugar wax, oh, yes. Which is just as horrific as normal wax, I imagine. (laughs) There's no difference. No difference. It's definitely not as uh, wonderful as everyone says it is. No. But I am. I'm hellas. Hellas. I'm a hellas With the exception of my Bermuda Triangle. Nice. Well done. You've been stroking yourself. 
feels so sad. I just, yeah, I, I just, I know this is going to sound really silly, but I'm going to admit it because I think it's important to and have the discussion because I have a relatively wide bikini line. I've always felt really insecure about it. So if I've ever got swimwear or anything like that, I've always had to try and make sure it's like a short because I'm, I don't care about like the way that my thighs are or the fact that I'm covered in cellulite or that I'm jiggly or that, do you know what I mean? Like I've got hips, like I kind of find myself quite sexy in that respect. Yeah. But I've always been really insecure about my, the hair situation. Right. And so this time, because we're going away, I thought, you know what? I'm getting a high rise swimming costume <gasps> and I fucking have. Oh. And I'm waxed. I don't give a fuck. I, I mean, like, yeah, oh if you're God, waxed, then you so can wear what you want. Oh, oh, my God. That's I look lovely. so good. I look what's, so what's, good. The, what's the swimming costume like? It's a fig leaves one. Oh, I love them. I know. Do you know for what? A full fig leaves wasn't making um, enough profit, so they actually kind of like folded and they're just within other companies now, which I oh, find very upsetting. I didn't know that. Frustrating. Big bosom ladies should be allowed to have comfortable. Big bosom girls. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get, uh, I need to get some costume actually, because I've got that one, that emergency one I bought from Sainsbury's that my uh, teacher's <laughs> out of. <laughs> That's not ideal. I've got a couple of bikinis as well. I still have, um, I've always had a lot of anxiety around swimsuits. It's got less, just, obviously, because, you know, yeah, I'm I more feel accepting very, of my body now. But, I feel very um, liberated now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I cannot wait to get this costume on and I'm going <laughs> to... Do you like if you go somewhere that's really hot? Yeah. Do you prefer to have a bikini on because it's more all sort of air circulating, or do you like a? Do you just generally like a swimsuit more than a bikini? If I'm going somewhere hot, I'll definitely have a bikini. But yeah. if I was going to like this local swimming pool, I'd wear a costume. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Feels like I mean? feels like an inappropriate amount of flesh for the swimming pool, doesn't it? Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? The boys went swimming at the weekends with Steve, and I've I. My brother said to me, are you going to come swimming? Because he was going as well. And I went, no, Dave, because I'm waiting to be waxed. So the Yeti will not be entering the pool because that's exactly what I fucking look like. And um, the kids were in the pool and I came along to watch. And the most beautiful woman got out of the swimming pool in a bikini that just fit her in all the right places. And I just thought, yes, babe. (laughs) Yes, you (laughs) nailed that. Oh, I love that. And um, whereas me, I just look like a beach whale getting out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not elegant in the water at all. No, no mate. I hate it. And you know, hilariously, because we are. Well, as this podcast is released, I will be. No, I will be back from holiday. Will I be back from holiday? I will be back from holiday. Will yeah, because you're away next week, and then now this is this will go going. out the week after. So I'm speaking in the future, but in the past. Yeah. Um, oh my god. This is like So. I, um, I'm also going to wear a swimming cap. <laughs> Please send me a photo. Please. Steve went, I will not. Why are you wearing a swimming cap? You've got about because two inches will, of hair. I know, but my hair's so red and it will just take all the colour out of right, my sure hair. It will strip the chlorine. Like the chlorine is quite hardcore, chlor- isn't it? Yeah. And it will all drip down me and it will look yeah. gross. So I was like, I've got to wear a swimming hat. And Steve was like, no, you don't. And I was like, no, I do. <laughs> they I are said, the I... worst inventions. What does it look like? What colour is it? Pink? I went for black. Okay, fine. Yep. Good. Steve said to get a skin coloured one and then draw my eyebrows on it. And I was like, <laughs> no, babe, it's not happening. That's not happening. Oh, gosh. Um, so yeah, it's black. Goggles? And my swim too? No, Steve got goggles. <laughs> This is a funny thing. 
Steve went, I used to get myself some goggles. I went, oh my God, you're getting goggles. He went, really? Really? <laughs> you have the fucking cheek to say about me getting goggles and you're going to be wearing a fucking swimming hat into a pool that's enclosed. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, God, I yeah. can't wait to see you shooting down that water slide. <laughs> like, like a, a massive bullet. throbbing penis. Hey, you're like the dildo that shot out of that woman's fanny last week. <laughs> that's who you were. You, that's who you will be. Yeah. Please send me a photo. Please I will. Put a photo I, I, don't, I get media. the feeling that Steve will just completely disassociate from me. <laughs> Disassociate from reality. (laughs) Yeah. I can't feel anything. I am numb. I'm here, but I'm so fucking funny. Oh (laughs) god. I look forward to it. Um I did you manage to get another headline for another story? Oh my god. This girl is on fire. Unfortunately, we don't have the news article headline lyrics yet because we've recorded this recorded the one to fucking back. Yeah. Um, so this article comes on the 23rd of March, 2014. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is probably the, the one that I feel is most controversial of the ones that I've read thus oh, far. Interesting. I, I don't know how, you, how interested you're going to be. It's from the Sunday Sport exclusive. So obviously, Already, you've set the tone pretty low. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, and <laughs> this one says, this is the headline. It was in a fucking newspaper. For the Sunday, like I said, the Sunday sport. Ten years ago, the lotto made me a millionaire. Now I suck off dogs for quavers. <laughs> That's a genuine oh news God, article. <laughs> All right, you need to um, you know, elaborate on this. Lots of questions. Um isn't it illegal to suck off a dog? I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. And why quavers? There's many other savoury snacks available. You need to tell us more. Tell us more. Uh, when a hungover Graham Farr checked his numbers on Sunday 10 years ago, he knew his life would never be the same again. His ticket matched the six balls and then an instant, the 32-year-old was worth a cool £7 million. Oh on the God. Monday morning, he quit his job and of a call centre and went looking for a palatial pad to live in the hometown of uh, Staffordshire. And within weeks, he was a proud owner of a shiny Ferrari. I can't actually see any more of the article, which is really upsetting because I don't, I don't know what else happened. (laughs) Oh my God. Just leave us hanging. Just, you know, sort of conjuring up images of a Labrador getting sucked off for a bag of quavers. (laughs) It's actually, it looks like an Alsatian. So. Oh, it's an Alsatian. Uh, within weeks, he was a proud owner of a shiny red Ferrari and was the owner of a racehorse. The good times, it seemed, could never end, but then they ended dramatically. <laughs> Graham, now 41, has decided to tell his story as a warning to last week's 108 million euro William, Williams William, <laughs> Millions winner. Neil Trotter, now living on the streets with a mongrel called Cameron, Graham fell from the dizzy heights of millionairedom to the gutter all the, uh, with some. After swinging, swigging 1,000 bottles champagne, Graham now thinks himself lucky that he has enough money for his new favourite cocktail, Windeline and Taser. Oh, oh God. God, this is Taser. so depressing. Windeline and Tizer. Oh, Lord. And its self worth has plummeted to such depths that he's even persuaded to perform a sickening sex act on Cameron in return for a bag of quavers. 
Oh, Laura, I feel like someone needs this, to call the RSPCA. This has taken a really bad turn. I told you it was dark. Yeah, I, I don't even think I can't even find the humor in this. I'm sad now. You've just left me feeling sad. No. <laughs> Maybe you should have read the whole article. <laughs> I couldn't find you pushed me to read the whole article. I was quite happy with the headline. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, poor, poor dog. Out of everyone, I feel the <laughs> most camera. sorry for the dog. Well, I don't I you know what? He I get hunger will take you to depths. But that feels like really? a piss take. Was it a family bag? It was. <laughs> it says 25 <laughs> Oh, God. All right, well, that changes things. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like we need to move on swiftly. <laughs> There's not even a, a, you know, normally when we go, have you ever had? Yeah, I know. It's you nothing. Know I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Um, shall we just skip over this wildly um, inappropriate and controversial story? Don't you cut that out. I found that. Maybe, maybe cut out the rest of it and just leave it Okay. And it was that he has, he'll do anything for a bag of Quavers. Bottom line. Bottom line. Wasn't that, wasn't, isn't that the slogan for the Milky Bar kid? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's find a little story for us. Okay. I've got an agony on Victoria. Go on then. Let's do it. Let's have a little one. Are you ready, baby girl? I am. Okay. So, oh, I think I'm going to sneeze, mate. Breathe it out. It's gone. Okay. Agony aunt, if you can, my lovely ladies. I had a baby the end of June. There have been many things that I'm struggling with. One, I don't want to go back to work. The thought even makes me cry, actually. Two, what do I do when I'm feeling touched out, which seems to be all the time right now? And three, relate. Yeah, three. How on earth can I get my partner to have get his head out of his ass with the stupid belief that men can't do babies? I have done every single night feed, formula fed and morning get up since he was born and I'm fucking exhausted. He's a fantastic partner, but he is so old in thinking about parenting. I hope you're both well. I love listening to you and both... Um, love listening to you both and it feels like I'm sat having a conversation with my besties and a cuppa. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh my lord! Where do we start? Music over to you. You go first. Okay, so remind me what's number one. Uh, should I want to go back to work? Should I want to go back to work? Um, well, that obviously, as everything in this world, is dictated by finances, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And if you can afford to not go back to work, don't go back to work. I don't see. The major issue in that, but obviously the the major I issue, the major the issue is the finance <laughs> issue, the minor issue of paying bills. Uh, that's the I thing, like most it? people. Yeah, no, people don't have the luxury of not working to some capacity because financially, not a lot of people can live on one wage. Some people can, that's wonderful, but not a lot of people can. No, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone that can do that, especially not living in London with, um, no. you know, house and rent and all that price has been huge. Um, I think 
you could, if you can't go, there's ways around it, isn't it? You could go back part-time. That's one way to still have an income, but reduce your working hours. And then once you get back to work, just look for another job. I also think there's an element of it. I remember with both the boys, the dread of going back to work and feeling so overwhelmed with it. You know, you're definitely not on your own with that feeling. I was just like, people aren't going to be able to care for the boys the way that I care for them. I want to be with them all the time. I don't want anyone else to look after them. And I just fucking dreaded it. And I felt so panicky and I just felt like someone was taking something away from me that I didn't want taken. Yeah. But there is a part of you when you do get back into the working routine, like the little things where you can go fucking out. Actually, I can do this on my own. You know, like I can actually stop and have a break and not and not be touched out you know not literally be like for fuck's sake everyone is wanting a piece of me so there are parts of returning to work and it is initially so fucking hard because you just feel like your heart's being ripped in two but then like as time goes on you do feel a bit like just adjust to it actually it is it's adjustment it's an adjustment period i'm i have to say laura i didn't feel any of those things that you just said (laughs) Wow. I did not dread going back to work. This is good though. That's good though, because that's actually giving like a, a flip side to it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Of like that's how I felt and that's okay, but also you didn't, and that's okay. Yeah. I think I, I wasn't like mad crazy excited to go back to my job, but I really and even more so for Edith, I really craved getting back into a routine and I knew that I'd have time on my own, which I yeah. just really wanted. Because maternity leave, especially the first time, the second time was totally different. And also I changed career with Edith. So I went from having a nine to five job where, you know, I had to travel quite far to get to all that sort of shit and started doing this instead. Um, You know, just being a influencer, podcaster, um, which is a very different, it's a different world, isn't it? And it's a different way of working and it's much more flexible and blah, blah, blah. But with Oliver... And wasn't that keen on like the idea of returning back to having to be somewhere five days a week and all the rest of it. But actually, once I started going back to work, I just found it so much easier than looking after. I find working so much easier than having children. It is. And I much, I'm not, <laughs> not prefer it, but I personally could never n- be a stay at home mum. I just yeah. don't, I don't have that in me. Like I just can't, I can't just be looking after kids all the time with nothing that's outside of that. Obviously, yeah. you can be a stay-at-home mum and have things outside of looking after your kids, but um, I find it very suffocating. And I, I did have that feeling of like, oh, well, you know, he went to nursery and was really nervous about all of that. But then we just, you know, found a place that we really liked. And it did come down to an element of just not having a choice as well, being like, well, I've yeah. got to go back to work. So this is a bit shit. But not as in like the childcare setting was shit, but just the whole situation of like, yeah, I'm going to have to leave him and he's going to be with someone else and surely he's better off with me and blah, blah, blah. But equally, it was like, well, this is just happening. So deal with it and make the best out of a difficult situation. And I can distinctly remember my first day back at work after Oliver. And I did feel, I felt guilt more than anything. I don't think I felt particularly that sad leaving him it was sort of like oh you know this is the longest time that I spent away from him probably but I felt really guilty for having to go to work and be at work and not be with him and um I had a little cry and all the rest of that but by like the third day I was fine 
you do have to take that dive like you have to and especially if they're from a financial point of view you aren't able to just not go back to work I think it's hard because it feels like an injustice especially if you've wanted a baby for a long time or it's something you've always wanted and then you re if you really want to be a stay-at-home mom and you can't then that's really hard that's hard yeah so like from a financial setting if like it's because there's no viable option for you to stay at home then just kind of like take comfort in the fact that even Vic the cold-hearted witch uh, managed to adjust her guilt (laughs) (laughs) managed to adjust her guilt somewhat but also just like you know you've got a there is going to be an adjustment period and it will be tough but it won't break you it won't kill you and it won't hurt half as much as pushing it out of your vagina either and with Edith, I I went back to work when she was four months old. So a totally different story. Oliver was nearly a year. Um, mm. And Edith started going to a childminder, which is very different because he go, he went to a nursery setting. And because she was still so little, you know, I didn't feel that that was the right place for her. I wanted her to be with someone where it was a bit more of a, like, a, you know, like as if you were leaving them with a family member or something. Yeah. So she went to a childminder, but only one day a week. And I'll just cram in as much as I could in that one day a week. But um, yeah, that was, I was fine with that. I did, I probably felt a bit worse about the fact that she was so little, but you know, she was around the corner, it was five minutes walk from the house. And she went from, I think it was like 9.30 till half three. So it wasn't a really long day, but I couldn't work without that mm-hmm. because I've, I've always found it really difficult to work around the kids. So when they're, especially when they're that little. So yeah, I mean that, I think I don't. I, it's really hard to give advice on that because we don't know a financial situation. No. If you can Send do us it, your tax return, and then yeah, we'll, then we'll give it. you an informed opinion. We'll tell you and your bank statements, and then we can figure it out. If you don't have to, and you don't want to, don't go back. That's what I'd say. But also, if you do have to, you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be fine. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Isn't Long it? story short, you'll be you'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> and he'll be fine. <laughs> That'll be fine. Uh, and then what do you say about the, um, the like the touched out bit? To be honest with you, you had a baby in fucking June. You know what? That baby is literally going to be stifling the shit out of you at the moment. And I think yeah. it's completely acceptable for you to just think this is a lot. I know. You know what I used to do? Even just going to the supermarket and be like volunteer, be like, I'm going to go and do the food shop and just getting out of the house yeah. and being out for like three hours. And then the issue we've got here is this fella. ties in with number three because yeah. daddy... Is I have I, I just don't give him a fucking choice. No, hand him the baby. I'm completely in, in and agreement. say I'm going to the sh- supermarket. Yeah. and fucking leave. That's yeah. what I would do. I don't don't give them the room to be like, oh man, don't do this. That no, I'm sorry, it's the 21st century. Don't be a fucking yeah. dickhead. And you actually, it's it. no longer with the internet is thriving. Social media is thriving. There is so fucking much out there that only confirms that his way of thinking is exceptionally dated. Yeah. And in actual fact, if he decided to put his dick inside you to want to make a fucking baby. It isn't that wasn't just his sole responsibility. So if his way of thinking is the fact that it is completely your responsibility, quite frankly, he can get fucked, (laughs) in my general opinion. I think it's disgusting that he still thinks that way. And you are not wrong for telling him he needs to fucking sort it out. Yeah, he does need to sort it out. But I I, I just think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of women out there that just put up with a lot of shit from shit men. Absolutely shit men don't even deserve don't even deserve your time of day, darling, if they're not yeah. going to change. They're no, outdated, I... archaic opinions, which just have no place. 
in this world. Um, I'm very excited, Vic, because we have a voice note. That actually took my breath away. I, it took my breath away. Mm. I don't know what the voice note is. All right, we we'll finish it? the agony on. Let's finish the agony on and then oh, we'll... No, but I'm over the agony on. <laughs> so heartless. Fucking uh, dogs getting sucked off. Prematurely no, ending no, mate. an agony you, on. You said, but was it a family back <laughs> Oh, well, that changes things. <laughs> oh, God. That was you. Touched out. You need to... Um, Get you need to physically be away from the child to regain back a sense of self. And even if your husband is a complete, you know, fucking, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say awful things, but in my opinion, his view on on women generally is appalling. So you shouldn't see it like that. But if he's a complete fucking douchebag when it comes to being alone with a child and won't allow you that, are there other people in your life, a grandmother? Yeah. Anyone like a really good friend that you could trust your baby to go with. And if you're worried about like the whole separation anxiety, because obviously babies of that age can absolutely be clung to their mums anyway, especially if you are pretty much the sole provider, but you've got to know that that baby will be completely safe, completely okay. But you won't be if you don't give yourself that time. And then in turn, your baby will not have the mum that it wants because you can't give that. Yeah. Oh God. So full of sound advice, you are. (laughs) Oh dear. I hope that helps. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I was over it five minutes ago. (laughs) It's fucking tricky one. What do you think having a shit partner? I mean, I've been with many terrible men. And had I had babies with any of those men, I would be in this exact same situation. Yeah. Um, which I'm not sure is helpful because essentially I'm saying it's too late for you. Essentially, what we're saying is, is your partner isn't very nice, and I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But in my tell you what, love, his dated opinion is not very nice. Get this podcast playing, yeah, right into his now, and let him listen to what we're saying because it's absolute bullshit. He's been a selfish wanker. He needs yeah. to look after that child, and he needs to give you some space. He needs to, to care for you be. too. Yeah. You are a whole human being, and you have needs and wants and desires and requirements of life. Like you have all of that, just as he does. Yeah, they're outside looking after a child. That's not what women are here for. It's not our sole purpose. Yeah, and for him to be able to fulfil his while you fulfil none, just literally because you had a baby is the most fucking we're not in the 1940s anymore like yeah we've come a long way and well, you can't you, you say can't that laura con- sometimes i, I feel like oh, have we've we? not come anywhere at all it's a fucking illusion we've not come anywhere at all i got a story victoria <laughs> story for you beautiful flag oh yeah Let's talk moon cups. After listening to you ladies, well, this is certainly not going to fucking help (laughs) the case of a moon cup. After listening to you ladies and Vic saying that a moon cup is her preferred method of menstrual blood collection, I purchased one. This is is on you, Victoria. Uh This is my fault. This is on you. So... That time of the month comes round and I fold the dinner plate sized piece of rubber and stuff it up my fanny. It was surprisingly comfortable. (laughs) And I went about my morning. Cut to a few hours later when I felt it was time to remove the cup. It was stuck. It had (laughs) auctioned itself 
so completely to my cervix that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't remove it. I called to my husband who was witnessing this sheer panic on my face and said, get on the bed and spread them. Uh, Half an hour passed and bearing in mind at this point, he had a head torch on (laughs) and was basically wrist deep in my minge. He gave up. So funny, I had dirt. (laughs) This thing was fucking super glued or something. What to do? A trip to the A&E. Oh, no. no. In sheer panic, I called the other person that I could think of. Her mom. My mum. <laughs> Bless her. I bet she didn't think when she would woke up that morning, she would be fishing a bloody piece of rubber out of her 35-year-old daughter's Oh, my panic. God. Did she actually come round to do it? She came round to do it for her. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. How did she um, get it out? <laughs> she's also <laughs> she's also sent a picture and I thought oh my god that's made me her mum got it out by the way her mum got it her out so obviously her mum really gave good it a old good mom. old tug good old mum this is on you Vic but the moon cup so kind of how it works is that it does create a bit of a vacuum around your cervix but that much that your husband's got a head torch on and he's I know in. but sometimes it really does like <laughs> You know, but you have to, um, it's quite difficult. It's like you have to break the seal. So a lot of them have got a little uh, thing at the bottom that you just squeeze and it like, I don't know, it must put air into it or something and it will then yeah. release the seal. There is a knack to it. So don't be put off because it's, it doesn't. Mate, she's put off. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going inside her ever again. Because her, her fucking mum. Her fucking mum. She must just have a, a very sucky cervix that's like, you know, clinging on to whatever gets put there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Did she, oh, um, did she say she's got kids in that? No, she didn't. See, maybe she hasn't got kids because you know what these non-kids bints are like with their tight cervixes. With their tight, tight <laughs> vaginas. Oh, I love I us. <laughs> yeah, with our floppy... Fucking jellyfish legs. <laughs> legs. What what Innards. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. I like the uh, touch of the head torch. Rob's got a head torch. Well, I had to go around my friend's house. Did I say I had to go around my friend's house because I got my nose ring yeah. stuck in my nose and she had to put her head torch on and get the pliers. <laughs> I wonder if he tried to get her moon cup out with pliers. Uh, what, as in her husband? Yeah. I might that, ask that her. might work because if you pinch the end, it would uh, break the seal. It's never, it's never happened to me. I, I have had it where I felt like it's been really, you know, tight. Draggy. And when you pull it, it's like, oh my god! Like it feels like know, it's, it's going to pull your. It's like out. when you put like a plastic cup on on like a watered surface, and it suctions. Just stuck, it's yeah, the it's same just, thing. It's just simple physics, girls. Just simple physics. <laughs> You've got to get some air in there to get it out. Oh my god! The fact <laughs> you, I, would, I would not. Would you call your mum in an emergency like that? Uh, my mum to go to A and E. Wouldn't even. She's like not savvy on these kind of newfangled things like moon cups. She'd be like, "What the bloody hell's a moon cup?" I couldn't imagine Why Trish coming around. Yeah, exactly. She's not into it. She'd be like, "Oh no, not for me." That's what she says. Not for me. Um, she wouldn't get it And she would have no idea How to get it out I might ring her I, No I wouldn't ring her In a no. fanny emergency like that I, I would think. sooner ring my friend Yeah my mum is no good With things like that She would no. just panic me even more I just I just think it would be You know 
uh, there are, I've been I've had a lot of lows in my life which I think <laughs> is evident that would be lower than anything I've ever been to in my entire life what having to ask your mum to come and remove your makeup yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'd much rather go and there'd be some really hot doctor that has to remove it. I kind of want to know the rest of the story though, because was it if she'd done it in a couple of hours, I assume it had filled up. So when it did finally make its exit, yeah, that must have been quite was there the, a quite the scene, you know, Spider-Man get squirted blood situation. Yeah. Who knows? Who we'll knows? never know. Maybe she could have shot out a uh, bullet out of her vag. And hit her mum She's got the actual opposite problem Of the well, no, dildo fanny shooter You've got to have a tight cooch To push it out Haven't you But I if she, she had been that it. woman She could have just released Those magic torpedo true, muscles true. And it would have it's flown trained, out And given her like, husband An injury Trained fleas <laughs> <laughs> Oh I mean it's just a muscle isn't it So you can train any muscle I wonder if like Drinking protein shakes Would have a direct impact On your minge If you were in Vag training what make it stronger? Yeah, like bulk it up. Is that what it needs? Does it need a protein shake? I do feel like there's probably a Google search in that, but I don't know that I want to look. I feel like there must be a minge school that's like you know school for minges, minge transformations. You know, like Joe Wicks does his bodily transformations. Maybe there's a vag alternative. What like uh, when when Michael Barrymore used to do? What was that star one? Stars in their eyes. And tonight, yeah, and tonight, tonight Michael. Matthew. Oh, Matthew. Was it Matthew? Was it? Matthew Kelly? Oh, you're right. It was Matthew Kelly. Tonight, Michael. Matthew, <laughs> fucking hell, Laura. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. Da, 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 da. I used to love that program. I met Matthew Kelly once. Of course you fucking did. Well, no, I mean, it was very obscure. He was. I, I was only telling Steve the other day about how he was carrying Glitter's lip. <laughs> lip. <laughs> um, my nan lives in Jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's where Henry Cavill's from. That's one step closer to Henry. Jersey has this really interesting thing every year. It's called the Battle of Flowers, where everyone cover these huge floats in flowers and they make these elaborate things. It's amazing. And there's like a big parade along the seafront. And uh, Matthew Kelly was hosting it one year. Oh, wow. And um, They called out the big guns. The big guns. Oh, yeah, big guns are out. And uh, he came to the um, warehouse where we were helping to decorate one of the floats. Did he say hello? Yeah. I was a little bit starstruck. So I used to love oh, stars in their eyes. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the man off the TV. Have you ever been to Jersey since you were a small child? Yeah, I, I've been loads. I think the last time I I've went, I was probably... It's really lovely. The countryside's lovely and there's some really beautiful beaches. Um, and Henry Cavill's from there, so... I was... I'm going to say one more time, Henry Cavill. Who's that? Who's Henry Cavill? Oh, it pisses me off. You don't know who he is. Henry remember. Cavill's Superman. Oh, yeah, but I'm not into all these... Mate! Know, no, you don't have to jazz. be a fucking superhero. You don't have to be into a superhero. It's Henry fucking... He's a witcher. He's too chiselled for me, babes. No. I've just had a look. There's too Mate, many cheekbones. I would bones. literally hang off of his penis. He and he's fucking, got... Um, he could corrupt me with it. He's got a bum chin. A little... Oh, I'm not as uh, pernickety as you. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm not he into it. He could be knee deep in me with that bum chin. He's too, um, too chiselled for me. I like him a bit weird, don't I? Rough and ready. Bit weird, well, you know what? This is the funny thing about me. I do like I like men with very big beards and long hair. Like I like uh, Viking style men. And yeah. yeah, Henry Cavill just. But then you like Idris Elba. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty chiselled, isn't he? He's very chiselled. 
Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't look as squeaky clean though. He looks. I was having great fun with, and I like <laughs> older men as well. Obviously, Henry Cavill's like my age. I do like older men. Like older men that have got long grey hair and beards. Not like Father Christmas. So. You just described Rob's dad. <laughs> do we to hook you up with old John? No, no, that is not what. I Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, I think he does. Oh dear, my tummy hurts. Well, I've, I mean, you've not read a story, Vic. So I, I know. Like maybe you need one, but we're running out of time. We're running We've got out six of time. Minutes we're running over. out of time. I feel like that might may have been our most inappropriate podcast that we've ever recorded, Laura. How do you feel about that? I don't know. We hit some lows. <laughs> There's been some real lows and some exceptional highs. If this podcast isn't released next week, you'll know why. Because <laughs> me and Laura have officially been cancelled. <laughs> Mate, we didn't write the article about the fucking dog yeah. and the quavers, did Also, we, we went the we one that lost the camera off, all right? So don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. And also, I love quavers, so I can understand <laughs> what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, it is. What will it be? February yet when this goes out? I have got no oh, conception. Probably. Maybe. Is Potentially. That means January's over. Woo! Yeah. And also... Uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day is coming up and toys. you really need to get yourself a little treat for February, for Valentine's, whatever. So why don't you go and toodle over to our sex shop? That's <laughs> what it is, essentially. Toodle over. Toodle, toodle over to our toodle. sex shop um, at www.noholesbarpodcast.com and um, have a little peruse of the goods available to your men. Maybe even purchase something. Maybe even purchase something. And, um, dirty, dirty dogs. Yes, so please keep sending us all of your stories and your agony aunts. You can email us. And voice us clips. And voice clips. You this can... is officially our first week voice clip, even though it wasn't an agony aunt or a confession. It was still so good to hear it someone's voice. Lovely, a very like, sexy voice. feel like you're part of the podcast. It's great. Yeah. Um, so you can do that by emailing us at nohosbarpodcast.gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page at No Holes Barred Podcast, pop into our DMs, follow us for updates and lols. <laughs> Love it. That was so professional so sounding. Do you remember when you said maybe about two months ago, I think every single episode we need to explain what the podcast is about and we did it once and then we never did it again. I know. Aren't we just boom, the best? Boom, boom, shake the room. We are the best. We are. Can you tell that we're managed? <laughs> Hilariously, we are. What the fuck? Oh, no, but they're just like, what? Who are you? Just get on with it, yeah, would you? In the background. (laughs) In the background. Um, And, yeah, we look forward to, you know, just spouting out some more completely offensive stuff next week. Just just thank you so much for being here. Even, you know, I feel like the news articles is a real game changer. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I like it. uh, If we we had a fact as well, though, it would be too much without people's stories. So we'll stick to the news stories for a bit. And then when we get bored of those, we can flip back to the... Will we ever get bored? And then we can flip back to the. uh, I don't think we'll ever get bored of Quavers. We'll flip back to the facts. So it's just, yeah, Yeah. this is the nature of this podcast, ever evolving. Ever evolving. Flying by Herbal the seat diarrhea. of our pants. <laughs> All right. We will see right. you next Tuesday, slag bags. Love ya. Love bye. ya. Bye. bye. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.